Welcome to Take Me With You, episode 69. I'm Ryan. And I'm Cheryl. We are two well-traveled people who want to go everywhere. But that's not going to happen. So instead, we'll travel vicariously by inviting a guest to share their unique travel stories with us. Today, Ryan is going to share about his trip to Disneyland. (laughs) Yes, I am. (laughs) I'm so excited. I've been waiting to hear about this as we've been talking and planning and... I mean, you've said, what, like almost a year ago that you were thinking about yeah. going in this timing. And so it's just been yeah. kind of on the edge of my seat for this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Ryan, I would love to start by asking you, um, what was the highlight? I mean, the highlight of Disneyland specifically, right? Um, Of this trip. Well, you saw your sister. We have I to I saw my sister like, and I met... And I met my new nephew. Okay, so, we, ha- we I have mean, to take that piece out because obviously, like, meeting your new nephew is a big deal. Yeah. So, of of your touristy aspects of this yeah. trip, how about? Yeah. What was I mean, it has to be Rise of the Resistance. Really? The new, oh, my gosh, Cheryl. It was amazing. Really? It was amazing. That's so cool. Is this the one that was long? Yeah. It's like 15, 20 minutes long. That is so long. Yeah. Wow. And I'm excited to hear later on how exactly you got on the ride because I know that you were speculating if you even would. And, yep. you know, there's been talk of how it went at Disney World. And so mm-hmm. that's going to be fun to hear about. Yay. Sure. I'm glad it did not disappoint. That's wonderful. No, it definitely did not. <laughs> and what was the low? Uh, the low of the trip was we all got sick. Gross. That's I don't awful. know if you can hear it in my voice or not, but I'm still, I'm yeah. definitely still sick. Uh, not nearly as bad as I was. Um, you know this because you and I have already connected about this, but uh, we were, I got home on a Saturday and we were originally going to record this episode on a Monday, mm-hmm. but I texted you and said, Hey, I'm sick. I don't think we <laughs> I can record on Monday. And so now it's Thursday and we're recording instead. Oh boy. Because, yeah, and I'm, I mean, I'm definitely, I've been at work the last few days and stuff, but I'm still definitely not 100%. Mm. So. Oh, that's too bad. Being sick while traveling is never fun. And were you sick while you were at the parks? Um, (laughs) no. Okay. Because, because, so here's, I don't know how much detail you want. All right, let's just get into it. (laughs) (laughs) So I arrived on a Saturday, uh, got to my sister's house, got to hang out, see her and her family. It was really good. Uh, We went to church Sunday morning, came back, whatever. And then Monday morning, I get up and I have a text from my sister saying, hey, Jaden, my youngest nephew, is sick. I have to stay home with him today. So you're going to have to go to the park on your own. 
And so we had to coordinate all of that sort of stuff. And so sickness started early on. So that was that was Monday. So I borrowed a car from my sister and drove into the park and did the park myself for the day and then came back earlier. Like, I think I was back at their place by six because, you know, I, I, I picked up dinner on the way back and because mm-hmm. things were, had been crazy. You're a good brother. I tried to yeah. be. Mm-hmm. And then on Tuesday, Carrie and I drove in together. Okay. And then I don't know what time it was, 10 o'clock maybe? I get a text from her. I feel awful. I have to go home. Oh, no. So she didn't even make it halfway through the day. And then she went home. And so she was sick. And then she was sick the rest of the trip. And so Tuesday was the only other day that I was in the park. (gasps) Really? I only did two days instead of the four that we originally planned. Okay. Okay. So I was not sick in the park because I wasn't at the park after Tuesday. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And so did you make it to both parks? I did. Thankfully, Carrie thought far enough ahead. And when she realized she wasn't going to be there, she's like, hey, you, this may actually be your last day. So you may want to hop over to California mm-hmm. Adventure before you mm-hmm. come. And so yeah. we had carpooled in and then I ended up staying. So I took an Uber back to their place that night. Okay. And I was like, hey, do you mind if I just stay a little bit later? There are a couple things that people have recommended that I see yeah. or whatever. And she's like, yeah, no problem. So I did. And she suggested that I go over to California, California Adventure. So I oh, did good. make it over there at least for a few hours. Okay. So, good. But I didn't end up with an entire day in that Got park it. at all. Uh-huh. So I never ended up with like a full day, uh-huh. like full, like open to close. I was never there that okay. long. Which so. like energy level wise for your average adult is kind of nice because it sure. is, it is a lot. <laughs> yeah, for sure. If you're there from open to close, like that's a yeah. big day. Yeah. So yeah, I wasn't actually sick in the park, but I did mm-hmm. start feeling not so great after that. And then Mm. by the time I got home, I was pretty sick. Like full on. Yeah. Yeah. So did you just take it easy at her house the remaining days that you were there? So on Wednesday, the plan was already to get together with a few other people that I knew down in the L.A. area. So I still got together with them. We just didn't go to the park. We did some other local L.A. things. Fun. Yeah. Nice. And like one of the things we did, we did Angel's Flight that you did as uh, one of you your did? Wish You Were Here's. Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. Isn't that yeah. adorable? <laughs> it, uh, yes. It's really fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that was Wednesday. And then I stayed home with my sister Thursday because okay. she was just still not doing well and still had, mm. you know, Jaden was doing a little bit better, but Jaden has not been doing. He still doesn't sleep through the night. He's five months old. Yeah. And when I say he doesn't sleep through the night, it's not like, oh, he wakes up once or twice. He wakes up like four or five times every night. Mm. So my sister has just had a rough go Mm. and her, yeah, and her husband as well. So it's one of those where it's just, um, I I felt like it would be helpful if I could kind of stay and help. And so she wasn't kind of sick on her own or whatever. So that was Thursday. And then Friday I got together with another friend of mine who you know, Paul, who lives oh, cool. down in the L.A. area as well. So Thursday night, and then I went up to his house and then hung out for a little while Friday. So Nice. Yeah. That's great. So you still got some fun times and some family yeah. time. It just wasn't 
as focused on Disneyland as we thought it was. It wasn't, and it wasn't, it wasn't what we had originally planned. So, because mm-hmm. originally it sounded really like I think by on Monday the plan was that my sister and her husband would both take the day off work and they would join me on Thursday and the mm. three of us would get to do the park together mm. and I had reservations. I was able to get reservations for all three of us at the blue Bayou and oh, it was going to be man. this great thing. And then it wasn't. Mm. Those can be disappointing moments. Yeah. For travel for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I want to hear, let's see. Rise of the resistance was great. It was. I think we need to start with the rest of Star Wars land as well. Is that what it's called? Star Wars land? It's called Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Okay. Since, you know, let's see if I can remember all the things. Uh, and it's the planet that it is on is Batu. Okay. And the particular location on Batu is Black Spire Outpost. Okay. So it has like three names. It's a little okay. confusing. Gotcha. <laughs> Why is it called Galaxy's Edge? Just like I don't know. Sounds cool. Probably. Okay. okay. I mean, I, I think it's on the. I think the it's true on, Star Wars. Fan, yeah, you know? I don't know. I think it's on. It's part of what they call the Outer Rim, which is kind of on the edge of the galaxy, okay. if you will. Okay. Um, but gotcha. like truly, why they call it Galaxy's Edge, I'm not entirely sure. Gotcha. And how how did they do like with the overall design of? that area like it's amazing feel like you were in oh yeah oh Oh, for sure oh yeah it is it's fully immersive like you walk in and the rocks are different and the sound effects are different and like before so there's actually three different ways that you can walk into galaxy's edge and i did the one that was closest to the millennium falcon um (laughs) and it uh, and like you walk under this sort of bridge area and there's just this, this music that's kind of playing and you walk in and all of a sudden you're just, you're there and you mm. see like these, they have these, uh, Oh, I'm blanking on what they're called, but they, you, they're on Tatooine a bunch. They're for moisture farming, these kind of tall stacks of things mm. and they're just I mean they're very iconically Star Wars and they're just like right there and then you go in and it's just so definitely Star Wars like it's and the way that they have everything staged you can't see any other part of the park while mm. you're there mm-hmm. so it's it's fully immersive and I think you mentioned Cheryl I think it was you but maybe it was my friend Ingrid now I can't remember but that the transition from one land to another in Disneyland is done super well. Was that you? No, but I agree with that. Okay, yeah. maybe maybe it was mm-hmm. maybe it was Ingrid. you're fully in whatever world. Like when you're in Adventureland, it is yeah. fully Adventureland, and it's not like you can hear the music from the other section or like yeah see the other sections. It's like fully those moments. Yeah, yeah. They just, what- I mean. Disneyland does things very well. Like their design. They do. They do a lot of things very well, which is interesting to me because even as I was walking through other parts of the park, which it wasn't quite as pronounced as with Galaxy's Edge. I mean, probably partly because it's the newest one, right? So they have the the newest technology and and Imagineering stuff that they can do that with. But even when walking through other parts of the park, it's, it's funny because... There's clearly an area that is transitioning mm-hmm. from one part to another, 
but it doesn't feel awkward. It feels yeah. normal and natural. And then all of a sudden you're in the next place, but it's not like, oh, all of a sudden I'm in this next place. It's just, yeah. it makes sense for it to look the way it looks when you get there, but it also doesn't feel like it's transitioning when you go from one to the other. Mm, I don't know so how they good. do it. It's very it's impressive. so good. Very yeah. impressive. But awesome. I will also say when I did go down to uh, California Adventure, they don't do that there. I did yeah. not have that feeling there at all. Yeah. It's so funny how I feel like, I mean, we've talked about California Adventure and how they really tried to design it to be like, it's this California place and we're going to like highlight these different aspects of California. And then right. they realize like, no people come and they want Disney. And so then yeah. they've added a lot of Disney and they've Disney-fied it. But I think because the bones of it were not like that, it's going to mm-hmm. take a lot longer for them if they want to get to that point. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know, would they someday redo every ride to make it more Disney-ish or, you know, specific to their stories? I have no idea. I don't mm. know. Um, but it just, it is interesting that it's a really fun park. And as an amusement park, I think it's great. Yeah. And I, I yeah. love it a lot. And there's a lot of good aspects, but it doesn't have that same magic or that same, like, Yeah, feeling. it definitely has a different yeah. feel than Disneyland mm-hmm. does. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So did you go to Toontown? I did. And did you go on Roger Rabbit's ride? I did. And did you have your nostalgia moment? I did a little bit. Yeah? Was it yeah. smaller than you remembered? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, yep. that's so fun. Does Toontown still look janky? I remember it looking janky when I was in college. Like, it looked a little more run down. Like, I, not quite that look same level. It super run down to me. Okay. But I also just basically went and went on roger rabbit's wild ride and then Uh kind of left just because that was just the first day that i was there that i did that i think Mm, and i thought i had three more days so you know i was gonna come back and i would walk around and look at it more and you know wander and Mm -hmm. the first day was just trying to kind of follow the touring plan and try and hit all the things that i was supposed to hit or whatever Mm -hmm. so yeah so, um, did uh, with the Star Wars characters? So I've never I've never been to Galaxy's Edge, so I'm curious more about yeah. this section of the park. Do you get to meet Star Wars characters? Uh, sort of. Is there like the long lines for the meeting of the characters? There is no meet and greet. Okay, spot. there's no meet and greet. Okay, no. And then are there They're like just walking characters? around? Oh, cool. Yeah. So I saw Chewbacca several times. Cool. Uh, Stormtrooper several times. Kylo Ren once. I saw Ray once. Um, I think those are all of the characters that generally are going around. I think, mm-hmm. but they're they're usually walking, so they're not okay. stopping. And they're the photo op. No, thing. and they're in okay. character, so it's not it's not super easy to get a photo with mm-hmm. them. Yeah, unless you're sense. a kid, then they will stop, and you can usually get a photo with them. Fair. Um, so. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So I think I sent you a message that four years ago I got to meet Kylo Ren. Yes. um, Because before the Star Wars stuff, they just had a couple Star Wars characters for meet and greets where you stood in a line. And so um, I got to meet Chewbacca and then Kylo Ren. And oh my gosh, I I was so scared. He was really scary. (laughs) (laughs) He is like intimidating. And I was like, oh gosh. Yeah. That's so fun that they were just walking around in character. I love that. Yeah. That's yeah, so good. It definitely helped with, the, I mean, 
not that the mood was not good, but it was it, it added, added to, to it. just mm-hmm. kind of the the feel of the whole thing. That's so cool. So then the different features of Galaxy's Edge, there are two rides. There are now two rides. Yeah, Rise of okay. the Resistance and the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. Okay, very cool. And you said Rise of the Resistance was great. Yes. And then how about the Millennium Falcon one? Also good. It's basically like an interactive Star Tours. Okay. But a little bit smaller because there's only six people in the cockpit. And each person has a role. So there are two pilots, two gunners, and two engineers. That's fun. And you get assigned a role when you show up. Um, I went on it twice. Both times I did the single rider line. And how did that work? Um, the first time it worked great. I literally, I think it was about five minutes and then I got on the ride. Isn't that so cool? The second time it was, it was a little bit longer and then it wasn't a great experience because it was me and one other single rider and then a mom and her three kids and the three kids were, they should not have two of them, especially should not have been on the ride. They were too small. Like. And two of them, because of the requirements, the mom, because if apparently you can go on the ride if you're under a certain height, but then you either have to, like, the parent has to sit directly behind them or something. Weird. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure how that works. But so the two little kids were the two pilots, Uh, which is not great. And one of them couldn't reach all of the controls. And the pilots do actually control the flying of so that like the changes ship. your story. Uh, I don't know about the story, but it but definitely changes experience. how smooth your ride is because <laughs> you bang into things. And then the little kid oh. who couldn't reach was terrified and screamed oh. the entire time at the top oh. of his lungs. That's not fun. No. Yeah, it's interesting that the height requirements not. I think also help with just overall like. Not just if they physically fit well in the ride, but like the overall experience of the ride is like, uh, if you're not quite hitting that size or that height, yeah. then like maybe emotionally you're not ready for this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it also seems like, and I talked to a couple other people and they agreed, if you do the single rider, you almost always get made an engineer. So that's the only, I did that both times. Oh, uh, okay. And really, the one to do is the pilot. Like you want to be mm. a pilot. So, yeah. And again, if I had had more days, I probably would have yeah. gone through with the full line, yeah. like with my sister and her husband. Yeah. Because apparently there's, I missed some of the stuff apparently because with a single rider, you skip a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Which is great as far as time goes. Yeah. But then that is a really fun aspect of lines at Disneyland is that yeah. there is story stuff sometimes. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So we have the two. Rides. Now, you were debating if you wanted to make a couple different things. Yeah, build a lightsaber. Okay. And you said that one of the things you can't even enter the area unless you're doing it. And then there was something about a droid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Savi's workshop is where you build a lightsaber and you have to have the reservation and you yeah, you can't even go in. Okay. Except to build the lightsaber. Okay. And then the droid depot... There's kind of two sides to it. One of them, you can build your own droid. And the other one, there's like pre-made droids and other things that you can buy. 
Okay. And so I was on the fence as to whether or not I was going to do build a lightsaber. I was like, ah, maybe I will, maybe I won't. Because it's not cheap. It's $200 to build a lightsaber. Oh, yeah. That's not cheap. No. And you can get better quality lightsabers for the same price a lot of other places. Mm. Mm-hmm. But all the reviews that I was reading online and then Carrie told me other people that she's talked to who had gone and done it have said that, yeah, the lightsaber itself may not be worth $200, but the experience totally is. Really? And I read that it's from that people good. who, yeah, people who are just writing reviews on new things in Galaxy's Edge yeah. and weren't even actually Star Wars fans who went in and did it and they came out at the end are like, yeah, that was totally worth it. I want to do it again. Really? Yeah. Wow. So I was like, uh, okay. And then when I found out that Carrie and Jeff were maybe going to be able to join me in the park, I was like, and you can, you, if you have one person paying to build a lightsaber, they can have up to two guests go with them and they don't build, but they can join you for the experience. I was like, oh, well, cool. that would be super fun for the three of us to yes, do together. Uh-huh. Right. And so then, and then I the put a reservation in to go. do it. But then oh. we got sick and then didn't end up oh. doing that. So I canceled that. So no, I You're did not build a lightsaber. Back, Ryan. Yeah. Carrie and I have talked about me doing a, a, a redo trip, a do-over trip. Yes, please. Yeah. No sick babies allowed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So one other thing I do want to mention about the Droid Depot, though. Yes. And this was something that I got from one of the websites that your sister, Katie, recommended to me. Mm-hmm. Disney Tourist Blog, I think, is the name of the website, like .com or something like that. Okay. Um, And she sent me a whole bunch of links to different articles. And this was the only place that I saw this. But in in Droid Depot, again, I told you there's kind of two parts. There's the part where you build the droids, and then there's another part that's just a gift shop. And in the gift shop side, behind the counter, they have gift cards that you can buy. But the gift cards are unique to Galaxy's Edge, and they're not an actual card, and they're made of metal, Ooh. and they're, like, hefty. You have to put at least $100 on them. Okay. But they're good. They're a Disney gift card, so they're good anywhere. Okay. But they have an etching of Black Spire Outposts on them. And so if Ooh. you're going to be in the Disney parks and if you know you're going to be spending at least $100 and you want a really cool souvenir, you can like, get you can get the go gift card. Go buy the gift card and go then buy the... use it to buy your food or exactly. whatever you're going to get. Exactly. Ooh, did you do it? I did. <gasps> do you have it in front of you? Because it looks like you're looking at I it. I don't. But maybe you don't. <laughs> I don't because, because I didn't end up spending all the money. Because mm, okay. we weren't in the park the whole time. Oh, yep. Yep. There it is. <laughs> you know, so I actually I left it with my sister since mm-hmm. she's still down there and was like, hey, there's still money on this if you want to, you know, spend it on other things. But I want I want the card yeah, back. You're like, yeah, definitely. The <laughs> but card the, the actual yeah. card I want. I did take a picture of it, though. Do you want me to show you a picture of what yeah, it looks like? I would love to see that. That's really cool. That's a yeah. fun little like insider tip yeah that and again i don't remember reading that anywhere else there were other people who knew about it because the person right before me also knew about it uh but it's it was super cool i really enjoyed it it was fun um it and then because in in the land they actually anytime you pay for something whenever you buy something they uh they don't talk about dollars they talk about credits (laughs) 
<laughs> Yay. <laughs> oh, I love Disney. Good okay, job, here you Disney. go. Here's Whoa. What it looks like. Yeah. Oh, I was expecting a rectangle. Yeah, no. Uh uh-uh. uh. And then the that backside. A... <gasps> oh, isn't that is cool? Very cool. Yeah. 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 And then you, the, those were your credits. For yeah. Your and those are your credits. Spending. That's exactly. Cool. Oh, I like that. We will have to post that. Yeah. Probably not the like, um, you know. The part that has the number on it. Yeah. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So anything else um, you want to share about Galaxy's Edge before we just talk about the rest of your experience? Um, What else might I want to share about Galaxy's Edge? Well, let me look. I took notes the whole time I was there. Good so for you. Yeah. It's almost like I have a podcast or something. <laughs> I do have one comment about galaxy one more comment about galaxy's edge okay um it's totally worth going back at night really yeah it's it gets all lit up yeah it was i i wanted to make sure and be there at night but to just <gasps> here you go Ooh. yeah it's really pretty at night that because they have like great oh cool. yeah yeah it's super super fun it's fun anytime right during the day is great yeah. too but at night just the way they have the rocks lit and um the ships the cantina is lit up there oh there how you was go. the cantina how was the cantina i have to know i did go to the cantina the cantina was fun um it was let me go back uh stop it the cantina, the food itself was not great. So okay. don't get yourself excited about that. That's not what you go for. Fine. I had the Mustafarian cinnamon roll. Ooh, and cinnamon rolls are fun. The cinnamon roll itself wasn't that great. The topping oh, that they bad. had on it was good, though. Here we go. Okay. There's a cinnamon roll. Oh. I mean, it looks yummy. Yeah. Is it dry, though? It was, I mean, a little bit. It just, there wasn't a lot of flavor. It okay. wasn't so much that it was dry. It just there wasn't a lot to the actual breaded mm. part, which is unfortunate. Okay. The topping looks wonderful. But yeah, and the topping was great. Okay. But Olga's is Cantina the... is just fun. Cool. So it's like it's it's definitely a cantina type vibe on the inside. Wow. And then there's a droid in the back that was the DJ and he'll make uh-huh. comments every once in a while about and this next number is by the blah 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 blah. And it's all like pretend stuff, of course. <laughs> So they weren't just playing the cantina song on no. repeat. No. <laughs> Did you hear it while you were there? I don't think so. No. Oh, okay. Mm-mm. Yeah, cuz I mean it's not that's all not like the cantina. Star Wars-y? It was oh, yeah, that's true. Star Wars E, but it was all unique stuff that was just okay. there. Cool. So, but it was I mean the whole vibe was super fun. Like the background behind the bar, there's there were like, like creatures back there and Oh man. That's cool. Yeah, it was fun. It was it was really fun. Uh, it was you know not super cheap, but again, you're paying for the experience. What's and, the drink that you got there? Oh, it was a tea of some kind. I don't remember what it was. Ooh, that looks I fun. thought it was going to be warm, but it ended up being cold, and it was good. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Like a chai situation? Yeah, something like that. I'm trying okay. to remember. I took a picture of. Uh, Oh, that's just a cinnamon roll. Hot beverages, cold beverages. Oh, that's yeah. just says... I think it was on the other side. I must Jeez. not have taken a okay. picture of that. So, yeah. Okay. Did you have blue milk? I did. I had blue and green milk. 
And how were they? They were fine. I didn't think that either of them were super amazing. Like, oh my gosh, I loved that. I loved it. Uh-huh. It was so good. But it was, I definitely enjoyed them. Oh, and then I did have the Disney photographers take my picture in front of stuff, <laughs> which was kind of fun. That's fun. Where you is? got a churro. Oh, yeah. What's so that yeah, Mickey Mouse shape thing? It's a beignet. You told me I had to get a beignet. Didn't you tell I me that? I did not. Oh, I've Dawn must have had... been the one who told me Yes, that. I heard you talking about the beignets and was excited for you. Yeah. Yeah, I've never had the beignets. Yeah, no, I tried to take a picture of me beignet? having all the food that I was told I was supposed to have. So it's a Mickey oh, Mouse I'm beignet so at the at the Mint Julep Bar. Okay, I did get... Great. Oh, sorry. How about Pineapple Dole Whip? Um, I didn't get the pineapple one because I don't like pineapple. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, I got the whatever the... I got a mix one. Oh, that's right. They added flavors. Yeah. It's so funny. It's only been four years since I've been there, and I feel like it's been like 10 or so by the way things seem like they've, seen, they've changed, you know? Yeah. So there Yay, I am with blue the blue milk. milk. Except, of course, it's not milk. It doesn't taste like milk at all. Okay. Um, But it's good. It's, you know, it's like an icy drink. You saw the dinosaurs on the train. That's I good. did see the dinosaurs on the train. That was weird. <laughs> it's was so weird. Bizarre. It feels very random. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember when they put those in, but it seems like something that's been there for a long, long time because it seems like Disney is headed in a different direction now with. <laughs> yeah. You went to Indiana Jones. I did. Indiana Jones was super fun. It's so good. That's a good ride. It is a good ride. Yeah. yeah. No, it was a, I really enjoyed it. I did that one twice also. Awesome. And actually, so a couple of interesting things about the Indiana Jones ride uh-huh. in my experience. First of all, the first time I went on, I was handed a lanyard that had a card on the end and I took a picture of it. It says, this card is used to help us provide you with the most accurate wait time. Please hand the card to a cast member at the end of the line. Thank oh, you. Oh, yep. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is how they figure out wait times. Isn't that cool? It is cool. Yeah, so I got to be I, one of the wait time people. I think that's cool fun. that they do that. That it seems like it can be kind of reliable. Yeah, when a little bit more what reliable. the wait is for things. Exactly. Yeah. So I got to do that one time, which was fun. And then the second morning that I went... The very first ride I went on was the Indiana Jones ride. And I was asking, I was going to ask one of the cast members whether or not they were running the single rider line. Mm -hmm. And when I walked over to her, there were a couple other people standing around asking her questions. And they were asking her questions about the rise of the resistance and how and what it meant on the app and how that stuff worked. And the cast member didn't know, but I did. So I just kind of helped explain it yeah. to them. And I was like, well, so it means this and this is what the numbers are and this is what that means for you and da 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 And they were like, oh, thank you. That's really helpful. And so then I asked the cast member, I was like, hey, do you know if they're running a single rider line yet for Indiana Jones or not? And she's like, yeah, I don't know, but you were super helpful. So here, why don't you take this and just go up the exit? And then she gave me this card that says it's it's actually it's all like in character because it says Western Telegram. Union Telegram, right? Uh-huh. Um, and it says, please present this to the next Indiana Jones adventure host or hostess for additional assistance, um, which so I literally went in the out, uh-huh. went straight to the end of the ride, handed it to the person and got straight on the ride. That Which is, is like even so faster cool. than the single rider line. It was really cool. Wow. That's so sweet. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I love that. 
That's very neat. I think that is something I like about the customer service is like, it seems like, I mean, yes, they are like overrun with people there and everything, but I think there is an overall mindset of like trying to make people's day better, you know, and like trying to create cool moments. And so not everybody, not everybody in my experience was like that, but there were some people who were, well, you know, it's funny though, is that, so the last time I went, like I said, keep talking about my trip four years ago, Mm -hmm. I went with my friend, Jen, who she's been on Mm -hmm. our podcast. She talked about studying abroad in London Yeah, and Jen and I went there when we were in college all the time because we both had annual passes and then she continued to have an annual pass because she lived down there. And so when I went to visit her, she was like, you know, I feel like the customer service is starting to slip. Mm. And I was like, really? And she was like, see if you notice what I mean. And she's like, it's not quite. Because I think, and I think she was right. Like, I noticed as well. It was like, oh, yeah, it's not everyone. Like, there are people who is like, oh, yeah, this is just a job for them. They are the mm-hmm. same level of customer service as anywhere else you go. Mm-hmm. And it use I don't know, I am wondering, like, is it, I don't know what it is, but I definitely noticed what she was talking about. And she had noticed that over a series of visits that yeah. she felt like it was starting to slip. So it's kind of interesting, but... um. It, the gen- I mean, it's interesting that even they call them cast members because you're either on stage or off stage. And, yeah. you know, there's something different than just like working, you know. And mm-hmm. so um, so tell me how it worked getting on Rise of the Resistance. Was there this whole waiting group situation? Yes, it was super stressful. So, okay, so tell me about it. So Monday, I remember all of a sudden my nephew was sick and Carrie had to stay home. And we were originally mm-hmm. planning that Carrie and I were going to drive in together and then that ended up not being the case. So then I had to take one of their cars, but I had to take kind of their old car that they're getting ready to donate, but the oil leaks and it hadn't been driven in months and all this. So I had to like take to the gas station and fill it with gas and then find oil and put oil in it. So I ended up getting there a lot later than originally planned. Mm -hmm. And so then I had to park and then I had to figure out and go through security and then take the tram in and all of these sorts of things, which was all took time. And then I was in the line to get into the park. And the park that day opened at 8. And I w- it was like 5 to 8. And I was like, I'm not going to be in the park in time. I'm not going to get in the park in time. I'm not going to get in the park in time. And I didn't. Okay. And so I ended up getting in at 8.04. Okay. And then as soon as I was in, I started trying to get in. And I was added to a backup boarding group. So at okay. 8.04, four minutes after the park opened, you were I was in boarding group 100. And is that backup group 100 then? No. Like there's 100 so backup it was, groups? On that particular day, they were guaranteeing up to group 80, boarding group 82 was going to wow. get in that day. Anything after 82, only if they were sure that they could get through those first 82 boarding groups. So I do not know how many people is in a particular boarding group. Because I haven't seen anything that describes that. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that was that was that day. I did not get on the ride that day. The next day was the day that Carrie and I drove in together. And the park didn't open until 9 that day. So okay. that helped a lot. Really? But it took like 20 minutes just to get through security. It was terrible. Mm. I was not a happy really? camper waiting in that wow. security line. And then we had to get in the line to get in the park. But we were able to get into the park by about 8.30. Uh, okay. Even though the park didn't open until 9. And so okay. they just let you on Main Street. And they don't let you go through 
actually into the park where the rides are. Got it. Until but you're in the park. nine, but you're technically on the grounds in the park. You've entered the park for all intents okay. and purposes, right? But like, there are so many people in there. There were so many people, and everybody has their phones out, and everybody's getting ready to try and get on this thing. And so this time, I'm on it, and I'm just I'm just waiting until it goes to nine. Mm-hmm. As soon as it turned to nine. And what happened was it went to nine. I pushed the button. It didn't load all the way. I had to go back and then I had to push the button again. And then I got into a boarding group, boarding group uh-huh. 51. Oh boy. And that was all wow. with in less than a minute. Wow. I was in boarding group 51. So you have to be in the park yep. at the time it opens. Oh yeah. Right now. And you have to okay. have your phone. You have to be ready and you have to know what to do. You can't be mm-hmm. looking at it for the first time. Mm. that day when you're doing it like I had watched so many YouTube videos about like what do you do how do you get on the rise of the resistance like what are the Mm. steps like all those things again I don't know how many people are per boarding group Um, and for that day we got called our boarding group got called about 1230 so that wasn't that bad so that's how they do boarding groups do you get a notification on your phone yes Yes, okay. because the boarding group technically doesn't have a time at all. Oh, the boarding it's group. It's just the order. It's just it's the same as going to the DMV and getting a number. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And so okay. what happened? And they don't start boarding groups, at least from what I've seen, until after the first hour that the park has opened. Even so, it's not like they even start running boarding group one immediately. Like they're not boarding okay. any groups initially. I think that is brilliant that they figured out this thing is going to be crazy popular. Mm-hmm. It is a long ride. Mm-hmm. So why make people wait in like what? Yep. I don't know. A five hour line. Like, I mean, yep. the lines would be so long if yep. they did lines. Yep. And so that's so cool that you oh, just go about your great. day Yep. and then show up. So what was the wait time like once you showed up? So there was still waiting in line once we were there. Uh, I don't know exactly how long it was because you're wandering around, you can see things. And then at that point I started playing with the app, the Disney play app, because there was some, I tried it for a couple other things and I was like, this is dumb. Uh, because a lot of it was like, you have to have at least one other person to play with. And I was like, I don't, you suck. Yeah. Um, thanks You're for like, rubbing it in my I'm face. That's why I'm looking at my phone, actually. Right. So exactly. I'll help a brother out. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, well, that's dumb. But I had heard that the Galaxy's Edge was really different, and it is. It's totally. It's its own thing. I mean, it's it's still part of the same app, but it looks completely different. And there are things that are specific to the Rise of the Resistance itself. So while you're in line waiting for Rise of the Resistance, there are particular games basically that you play in preparation for rise of the resistance so that was kind of fun and so i ended up doing that and so i wasn't really paying attention to how long i was in line but i mean it may have been 15 20 minutes maybe that's not bad though um which isn't that bad that's so smart yeah oh it's it's really nice because then you can be doing other things instead of sitting in line and actually once you've registered for the ride you can leave the park Oh, wow. Apparently, someone told me today at work that they were talking to people and some of the locals that have annual passes, they'll stop in on their way to work, register (laughs) for the Rise of the Resistance ride, go to work if they work close by Disneyland, Uh 
And then when they get called, then they'll leave, go ride the ride, and then go back to work. Oh, my goodness. Wow. That's cool. I mean, I don't think that's all jobs, of course, but. Yes, that's really cool. I um, It makes me wonder if they'll do that with other new rides. I think they might. Their new style. Yeah. If they're finding that it's successful. Yeah, that's really cool. The um, only downside is the whole, like, you have to be there right at opening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is not so great. Yeah. But it's kind of like, it's basically like a fast pass, just mm-hmm. only fast yeah. pass. Yeah. Fast pass only. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Neat. Yay. So I have a couple more questions to ask you about your experience with okay. the parks and then anything else that you just want to tell me about that we haven't gotten to yet. Okay. Um. So I want to know, you you did a lot of question asking. Hmm. <laughs> really? Both of me? people and of the internet. Um, we did a couple planning episodes. Like, mm-hmm. do you feel like you were... Like, did that help you? Did you feel like that prepared you well? Is there anything that you wish you had looked up or known before? Or do you feel like you were kind of good to go with that? I definitely am glad that I prepared ahead of time because Disneyland, especially on my own, was very overwhelming. I was overwhelmed. Okay. That first morning when I got into the park, I was like, I don't, I don't know what. Like I just uh, like I didn't know what to do, and so having the touring plan that Ingrid had recommended, I think I mentioned that in yes. a previous episode. So I ended mm-hmm. up you know paying for the app and had it on my phone, and it tells you like I put in all of the rides, and then it says go to this one first, then go to this one, then go to this one or whatever to try and optimize yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. And so that was really helpful for me because if it had been now you decide which ride to go on. I would have just stood there and not had any idea what to do. Paralyzed by decision. Yeah. Kind of like being in a restaurant with a huge menu. Yeah. Well, and just because it was also though tricky. I found I had to do a lot of app jumping because I would, it would tell me which ride to go to. And I'm like, I have no idea where that ride is. Mm. So then I have to look it up on the Mm -hmm. Disneyland app to figure out where is this ride and then try to get to the ride. And then go stand in line mm. and then go do the ride or whatever. And there were a bunch of rides I'd never heard of. Never heard of. A bunch of rides I'd never heard of. Mm. Um, yeah, because I think we all kind of talk about some of the big ones or... Yeah. Yeah. But there's there's a lot of rides there. Yeah. 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 Cool. Um, That's good to hear. I'm glad that you felt like the preparation helped. And the apps yeah. helped, too. I have never really done apps at Disneyland. So that's yeah. that's really cool. Um. What was something that really did not live up to the hype? Um, well, you're going to hate me. I don't say whatever. It's all good. Disneyland. Really? Yeah. I mean, it was fun, but I was not like enamored with like, I'm Mm -hmm. like, I don't feel like, oh my gosh, I got to go back soon. Like, I don't have that feeling at all. Mm, Okay. I mean, I think I would enjoy doing it more with someone else instead of by myself. So -hmm. I think that's probably a factor, but I'm also like, I'm not a rides person. Mm -hmm. Not that I think they're bad. Like I enjoyed the ones that I went on, but for example, like Peter Pan's flight, it was fun. I really enjoyed it, 
I'm not going to stand in line for half an hour to do that again, though. Yeah. It's like to, a minute yeah, and a half to me, long. Like, the Peter Pan one it. is one of the most overly hyped ones because I don't think it's worth the wait. No, it's they not worth also the wait have, at all. It's also like the most inefficient one, which is part of why there's always a line there is because of the efficiency. <laughs> yeah. So they've designed rides differently because of that, which is cool. But yeah, interesting. And so that was something else I was going to ask you, though, is like, I have only gone to Disneyland alone a couple times, and I'm not a fan of it. There are certain mm. activities or travel things that I'm fine to do alone, and it's more fun with people, but I'm happy to do it alone as well. And Disneyland is something where, like, I don't, I don't, don't even know if I want to go if I'm by myself. Like, I'm if I was like, do you want to go to Disneyland today? I would still go, yeah. but like, I just, I really am not a big fan of being there alone, and so. To hmm. me, it's a huge difference, but okay. I'm also an extrovert, so it's hard to sure. say. Like, like, I didn't I, feel lonely at any point in time. Mm -hmm. Like, I wasn't bothered. And even standing in line by myself, I was able to keep myself pretty occupied. I enjoyed, like, looking yeah. at things. And actually, what's yeah. funny is what I found that I did the most on rides was figure out how they worked. <laughs> And I was I was intrigued the most by the engineering and the, I guess the uh -huh. imagineering, which is what they call it, right, of uh -huh. how they were making the rides do what they do. And that was actually what I enjoyed the most about the rides. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think I am. For me, it's not necessarily how the rides work, but I'm definitely a design appreciator and yeah. love looking at the details. Yeah. Uh, even, you know, just like, oh, my gosh, they thought to include these things. And yeah, yeah. Just how they all come together. Yeah. And yeah. and it's interesting because I, I think you and I had this conversation, I think, about like a dark ride or a storybook ride. Oh, yeah. I call them storybook rides, but they're called dark rides. Yes. Right. I, I actually really like them. Mm. But I think mm -hmm. the reason I like them is because they're stories. And they're stories yeah. that, for the most part, I know. And that's yeah. what I like about them. Um, it was funny because today a couple, I was talking to a couple of students about it. And one of them asked me if I went on the Winnie the Pooh ride, which is another one that I had no idea there was a Winnie the Pooh ride. But I did go on the Winnie the Pooh ride. Oh, the drug and she was trip? Like, yeah, and she's like, what's <laughs> with that? And I was like, that's straight from the cartoon. She's like, what? It's like, have you never uh -huh. seen it? And I pulled it up on YouTube and showed it. She's like, oh, my gosh, you're right. That is from the cartoon. I was like, yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have that piece, so it's like yeah. a lot of those rides are just nostalgia, really. Yes. They're yes. retelling that story again. And so that's fun for me. But yes. but again, it's like, okay, but I can also just watch it. <laughs> so like I don't need to go on the ride necessarily to enjoy the story. But it is fun and I do enjoy those, you know. Yeah. So and I do enjoy I did enjoy I would going say on the though, rides, but like for me, being on those rides is like that seems similar to you being in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and then saying, no, I could just watch Star Wars. You're like, no, but you're in it. You know, like there's that difference. Yeah, except you're not really in, in the ride. Like you're still observing it from a step removed. Sure. Well, and Whereas that's in why Galaxy's I love Edge, the different. Like there. Yeah, that's why I like the different lands, like Cars Land or things like yeah, that. Yeah, Cars like Land walking is really cool. and interacting. Yeah. But then being in a ride is maybe a step removed from that, but it's still like having it all around you yeah. is something that I, yeah. I love. Yeah. And so, which to be honest, and this is I told my sister this, and she almost disowned me. Um, yeah. Probably my favorite dark ride. Uh huh. Small World. 
Really? I loved Small World. What? You I did? loved it. It was so <laughs> cool. I don't know why. I mean, yes. Okay, the song goes on and on. But I, that didn't bother me any. It was just, there was so much happening yeah. everywhere all the time. There was so much to look at. It was so uh-huh. intricate. And the just yeah. the overall idea of the fact that look at all these different cultures and all these differences, yeah. but all these similarities between us. I was like, this is perfect for people who love travel because yes. it's like you're traveling the world, but you're not actually going anywhere. And then mm-hmm. I discovered they had Disney characters hidden all over the place. Yes. They added those not too long ago. Yeah. And so I didn't notice it at the beginning. So I, I didn't notice it until I think I saw uh, Aladdin and Jasmine mm. on the mm-hmm. magic carpet. And I was like, oh. And then I started noticing other Disney characters uh, uh-huh. around. And like that was super fun. I really, really liked Small World. Mm, I liked it so a lot. <laughs> it, it is it is a fun ride. And it's I hope at some point you can go at Christmas because they Christmify it yeah. like none other. Like, you should probably just look up if someone has a YouTube video of it, too, though, because, like, it is, they make it all jingly, and, like, everyone's wearing a Santa hat, and, like, it sounds, it's so fun, yeah. I'm a fan of Small World as well. I like it. That's really interesting. Yeah, and it is a fun, like, travel one, for sure. Yep. Yeah, that's a fun one. And I like being in a boat. Like, that little boat is kind of fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think my, um, one of my favorites is the Monsters, Inc. one. Which did, you yeah. probably didn't get the chance. Did you go on I it? I did. I did go on that <gasps> I one. I love that one. I love it. The mirrors. Uh, the mirrors that make the doors going around look way bigger. Like it looks like oh, yes. all those yes, doors yes, coming yes. around and they make it look like you. Oh my gosh. That's where it feels like you're in the movie. Yeah. Is moments like that. Yep. That and one was Roz good. And talking to the people in the end always makes me happy. Oh, yes. That took me a little bit to realize that she was actually talking to individual people. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) I've had funny things said to me from her before, so it's it's pretty good, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That was fun. Um, Okay, so we talked about something that didn't live up to the hype, which is Disneyland. Um, (laughs) I know, I'm sorry. (laughs) What is something that was cooler than you thought it would be? Oh, what was cooler than I thought it would be? Um, well, I mean, Small World was definitely cooler than I thought because by reputation, yeah. I th- assumed that it was going to be terrible and it was not. Uh-huh. Okay, the Toy Story Midway Mania was a lot of fun. You went on that? Yeah. I love that ride. That one was a lot of fun. It's because a video it's a video game. Because, yeah, it's interactive, uh-huh. right? And you get yeah. to shoot and you get to do all those things. Like, that was that was definitely fun. Oh, actually, something that... Not necessarily a ride, but an experience that mm-hmm. I was pleasantly surprised was as a single person all by himself, only on a few rides was I did I actually have to sit next to people I didn't know. Mm. Most of the time, they would just put me either in my own row or in my own car, depending on the size That's of things. Nice. And so, like that. yeah, like there were a couple of rides, you know, like the Indiana Jones ride or... Um, where you you know they have to get as many people in because there's a set number of seats. Yes. But even uh-huh. like on Pirates of the Caribbean, like I had my own row. They just didn't put anybody mm-hmm. else in the row with me. And maybe mm-hmm. if the park was a lot busier, maybe that wouldn't be the case. But I I really appreciated that. That's you nice. know of you know kind of being able to have the experience and not feel like I'm constantly with random people that I have to be friendly to. <laughs> yeah, because that's fun that then you're not um, – because when you go with someone, you're kind of enjoying it all with them. So yeah. you're laughing along with them and everything. And then when you're not, 
it's like, am I supposed to laugh along with these strangers here or can yeah. I just enjoy this for myself? And I think like I'm probably the same as you where I'm like most of the time I would rather just enjoy it for myself yep. and then tell someone about it later as opposed to like quickly I don't know. There's a moment where I do like quickly befriending a stranger and laughing along with them, but I think mm-hmm. not in the context of being on a ride with them necessarily. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. That yeah, that's a really good point. I had kind of the reverse of that happened one time. So I had, I mean, a lot of friends in college that I would go with. And one time I went with two of my friends, um, both guys and, um, the three of us were going to go, which is funny with three people sometimes as mm. far as like how you get seated on rides. We're going to go on Thunder Mountain Railroad and they both were super familiar with the parks. One of them was working there actually as well. Um, and they were like, you know, I bet the three of us can fit in one car. And so I was like, you think so? And they're like, yeah, we'll fit. It's fine. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and so we went in one row and I was in the middle and we sat down and I my butt was not on the seat. Uh oh. Like, and, but we lowered the lap bar enough and the staff were just fine with it. So we rode the ride like that and oh, we geez. were like so squished. And I was just like doing squats kind of the oh, whole boy. time. That was a rough, that was a rough time. And I don't know why they let us because it was like something where it was like, I don't know if it just became too late, but I don't know why they thought like three grown adults could fit (laughs) in one of those cars. Yeah. So that was an interesting experience. (laughs) Hmm. And they've made the Matterhorn less creepy. Because it used to be the straddle horn where they, um, you would like have to sit in someone's lap almost and they would straddle you. Mm. And then they changed it to individual seats. And that's gotcha. nice for like, you know, awkward moments with your friends or whatever. So Or strangers. Yeah, you know, it's good. Or strangers. I think with strangers you would just be in your own one. But <laughs> sometimes when you go to Disneyland with your friends, you don't want to straddle them. So, you know, oh, that's kind huh. of nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's I'll interesting how that happens. Try to remember that for yeah. next time. <laughs> okay, so I think before we move on, you know, I've shared that I've never really done apps in yeah. Disneyland, and I don't mean appetizers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> does anyone call them that anymore? Um, and so, and I, you know, Kate and Don and Ingrid were all talking to you about using apps, various mm-hmm. apps in Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm curious, like, how did that go? If I go again at some point, what should I know with it? Yeah. Yeah. So I have a, I have sort of a mixed bag from my perspective when it comes to the apps. So the Disneyland app, which was the one that Dawn and Ingrid were helping me get set up with, with our mm-hmm. kind of our first Disneyland planning episode. Yeah. There are some things about it that I really like. I really like the map. It. You can search for a ride. So like when I didn't know where a ride was, it would show me where it was on the map. I could figure out where it was. I could walk myself over there. It shows you where you are on it. Like that part was cool. Um, However, there were some things that were really frustrating about it for me. Really? Yeah. So for example, uh, I did use the mobile ordering to order some food, but I clicked away from it to pull up the map. And then I couldn't find it again. What? So like you're supposed to, you do the mobile ordering and then you're supposed to click on a button when you arrive at the place to say, I'm here, make my food now. I couldn't find it again. 
Like I could not find a place to get back to that thing in the app. And so I so eventually it just, just wasn't very easy to navigate. No, it was then. not. I went okay. up to the counter and she was like, oh, no, no, your thing is here. So like it went through. It did process. I just couldn't get it back up in the app. And there was what was the other thing that I could. Oh, my fast pass. When I because I got the max pass where you can get the fast passes through your phone. So okay, I did that yeah. the first day. And that's the only day I did it. I didn't do it the second day. Okay. Um, and I put in for a fast pass. I don't remember what it was, which ride it was for. But I put in for a fast pass and then wanted to go back and double check what time it was for. And I couldn't find it. And I eventually Weird. had to like pull over a staff member and be like, I can't find my, my fast pass. Do you know where it is on yeah. the app? And she showed me. I never would have found it. Wow. Because it was in okay. the same place as my dining reservations. Oh, weird. Which weird. I I was like, what? So, like, there's some things yeah. like that that are just a little awkward that take some time to get used to. And then if you're using the Touring Plans app, one of the things you can do is after you've done rides, you can check them off and then you can click this evaluate and it'll reassess the order based on the data that it has. Oh, that's cool. It is cool. Wow. But that drained my battery way faster really yes because i only did that the first day and i had to recharge my phone with my power brick multiple Uh times that day whereas the second day i only had to recharge my phone on my power brick once okay and i wasn't doing the reevaluating plans was draining it a lot more than the disneyland app or your other yeah, I mean, I was using it less the second day because I had a better idea of where some things were. But I also wasn't reevaluating to say, hey, which ride do I go on now quite as much? And some of that was because my plans had to change partway through the day because I was originally going to do Disneyland all day. And then when Carrie went home sick, it was like, oh, and now I have to do California Adventure. But that I don't have a plan with that in it. And so actually I ended up um, texting Ingrid and be like, uh... What do I do? I only have like a couple of hours. What, what should I do in California Adventure? And so mm-hmm. she just texted me, well, here's the things that I would recommend. This is the order. And I pulled up the email that Kate had sent me that uh-huh. listed like the things that she had ranked and areas like to get food or whatever. And so I used those to kind of make my own plan to try and figure out what Got to it. do, um, which ended up working out. So, yeah. So it's interesting. So the mobile ordering was nice. And then if you could figure out where it goes. The other thing that was a downside with the mobile ordering was I couldn't pay using my gift card that I had purchased. Oh. Because it has to have a credit card. So there wasn't a way that you could upload your gift card to the app. Not that I could find. And maybe it is, but I couldn't find it. If you're going to do the cool gift card, then either find it or don't do mobile ordering. Yeah, or okay. or because the mobile ordering is just for the counter service ones, right? They're not for the sit-down dining ones, okay. which are more expensive mm-hmm. anyway. So if you know you're going to yeah. be spending enough of that money eventually, that's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. But for me, once I realized I probably wasn't going to be back in the park, then it was a bigger deal. Like it didn't yeah. matter to me initially because we were going to eat at Blue Bayou. That would pay for it all by itself. Oh, yeah. We were going to do sure. Savi's workshop. That would pay for it more than – like the, I had plenty yeah. of things. I wasn't worried. But yeah. if you were planning on trying to use the gift card mm-hmm. through the mobile ordering, at least what I could find, you can't. Okay. So that was another to downside to sort of the digital world that's like, well, mm-hmm. okay, so pay attention to that a little bit. Yeah, so. yeah. 
That's good to know. There's yeah. got to be a way, though, I would think, though, because if somebody just gives you a gift card, I feel like there should be a way to be able to upload it to your account and then use I your I mean, account. I would think so, too, but I couldn't but figure you, it okay. out. Yeah. But again, the app, the app looks really nice, but it's not quite as intuitive as it initially mm. looks like it should be. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, good thing that you figured out in advance how to get in the boarding group yes. for that right then because it sounds like that was kind of tricky yeah too then okay good to know well ryan yes cheryl thank you for sharing about your trip with me you're welcome <laughs> um i have a question for you based oh you do on the title of our podcast uh-huh. take me with you mm-hmm. if you could take me with you to just one thing on well, I'm going to say your Disneyland visit because that's really what we talked about yeah. this trip was yeah. this Disneyland visit. Um, what would it be and why? Well, I don't I don't know what your favorite ride is. So um, where would I take you, Cheryl? Mm-hmm. You know, I think maybe I would take you because I only went on one ride in Cars Land. Okay. And that was the Radiator Springs Racers. Good. But it was because super fun, ride. and I think uh-huh. you would – I would guess that's a ride that you would enjoy, and yes. I really enjoyed it. So I think we yes. would enjoy that one together. Yeah, we would. Yeah, I love that ride. That ride is fun because it's both a dark ride and a bit of a roller coastery. It's ride. It's just it's fast. Zippy. You get to go fast, which is fun. Yeah, you get the story, yeah. and then you also get to go fast. So, yeah, yeah it's nice. Yeah. Yay! Well, we will have fun when we do that. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> All right. Well, would you like to join me as a co-host of this podcast? Oh, again? I suppose I probably should, huh? Okay, that sounds good. Because it's probably time for us to do Wish You Were Here, isn't it? It is. We're going to move away from Disneyland here a little bit. Aww. Can you handle that, Cheryl? Yeah, be, actually I can because I used to try to listen to some Disneyland podcasts because my sister listens to several. Yeah. And I started listening to one and I just got super sad. Because, because you I weren't at like, Disneyland. I'm not at Disneyland. So stop talking about these things that I don't get to do right now. <laughs> so apparently, yeah. So I think even this, I was like, now I want to go now and I'm, it's going to be at least a year, probably a couple of years before I go again. And yeah. so like I, Yeah. <laughs> I kind of want to like just have it out of sight, out of mind. So okay, we well can, we can move away from Disneyland. <laughs> then let's go ahead and move into the wish you were here segment, where you and I are each going to highlight a travel attraction from the different places that we've been that aren't Disneyland, and just give a little snapshot of the cool thing or location or restaurant or event or whatever, kind of like a little postcard saying, "Hey, wish you were here." What would you like to do for your wish you were here, Cheryl? So um, I'm going to do something that I actually just went to a couple days ago. Oh. So um, while it's you. fresh in my mind, I thought it would be fun to share about this. Um, it is called Debbie Doolittle's Petting Zoo. What? <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> okay. It sounds ridiculous. Uh-huh. Um, it's just this little indoor petting zoo that's in Tacoma, Washington which is south of Seattle, and um, it's it's really cool. So um, what it's small. What makes it so cool? Um, so, I mean, I guess, what? tell me what animals you think of with a petting zoo. Goats. Uh-huh. And, like, pigs. 
sheep, <laughs> like farm yeah. animals. Yeah, farm animals, yeah. So um, they have those there, but then they also have capybara and Ooh. a warthog and these like little mini fox guys and these like other little I didn't get all the names of the types of animals but um there there are a lot of animals there and it's like I've I've never seen a capybara in person or maybe at one zoo one time but I got to pet a capybara that's so yeah it's um I took my stepson and he's six and so it was a great activity for his age and then there were a lot of elementary school kids there but even my boss she was the one that recommended it to me and she took her college age kids and they thought it was going to be the dumbest ever and then they had a really good time because it's just one of those things where petting zoos seem like a little kids thing but then also if you just like interacting with animals it's still fun you know and so I don't know. You're not such an animal petting person yourself. Yeah, not a ton. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it depends on pet. the animal. Sure. I want to pet all the animals. I just think, like, it's that's part of my enjoyment. I love animals a lot, and I love zoos a lot. But, like, petting an animal is like, yes, just, like, I, it's so fun. And so, um, yeah, it was – um. Let's see. I'm trying to think of how I describe the pricing. <laughs> I think we paid 25 bucks for the two of us. So, like, not super cheap. So, I don't think I would regularly go. Mm-hmm. Um, and also not super expensive, you know. And so, um, and then that included that we bought a thing of lettuce because I wanted to feed the animals as well. Of course you did. Um, yes, because that's me. And uh, my stepson at first did not want to feed the animals and was a little nervous about petting them. And then he watched me do it and then was on board, wanted to pet everybody. And okay. he loved the sheep a lot that he got to like dig his fingers in the wool and everything. Mm. Um, the goats, unfortunately, know. I mean, the, all the animals know what the food looks like. And so they know the people that have the food and they, the, but the goats beg like dogs, exactly like oh, dogs. Interesting. And like jump up on you. So that was kind of a bummer that it was like, I don't want goats jumping up on me, but I mean, also the, there was a mini donkey there. I mean, there were really cool. Yeah, it was fun. And then um, they have a couple animal encounters, which we did not sign up for. You have to have reservations for that in advance. Um, one of them is um, far away or not far away, but they drive you somewhere and you can do a camel encounter. Um, oh. And so and you can um you can ride them, which is really cool. So if you want to ride a camel, apparently you can do that in Tacoma. Um but then huh. the animal encounters that they have there, um, they have an otter encounter and that was closed right now because um they have baby otters there right now and so they're just letting all of the guests pet the baby otter so i oh, got to wow. pet a baby otter and that was very fun and they make a very weird squeaking noise and they were so adorable and like sucking on their paws and just like we got to watch them for a while and then pet river baby otters otter. or sea otters um they were river otters okay yeah and then um they have a sloth encounter as well, mm-hmm. apparently, and then they have a fennec fox encounter. And so we got to see the fennec foxes, and they were so cute. Mm. They kind of look like if a chihuahua and a fox mixed. Um, oh, that does not cute. sound cute at all. <laughs> Let me look that up, because that does not sound now. cute. Fennec fox. <laughs> I thought they were cute. Their ears are ridiculous. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah, no, I don't. I feel like that's like a cartoon character. Yes. 
I thought they were really cute. Okay, but sure. But apparently one of the encounters is with them. So anyway, I think it's a fun activity, um, great kid activity. And it, it's a small place. It's not super big, um, which was, I don't know. There's times when I kind of like to get in and get out with an activity that I'm doing and not spend all day. So, yeah, yeah. I would recommend it. How Great. about you, Ryan? I'm going to do a, another location from Ireland, this time Belfast in Northern Ireland. And okay. I think you would really like this, Cheryl, for multiple okay. reasons. It's called the Crown Bar and Saloon. Ooh, okay. And it's it's just a, a beautiful building. So there's a whole story behind it that I won't remember all of, but it's just, a, it's all this wood paneling and I don't know if they're mosaics or not, but very colorful tile and they have these big tall booths that you can sit in and it's... It's really, really pretty. It's pretty well-known. It's pretty iconic. Um, apparently, it was part of the story, if I'm remembering it right, and I apologize to any listeners who may be correcting me when they hear me say it wrong, but the I believe that the, the husband and wife who originally owned it or started it didn't, like, they were on different sides of the fence as far as whether they wanted to be a part of the United Kingdom or not. And so one of them, and I don't remember if it was the wife or if it was the husband, but one of them wanted to call it the crown and was super excited about, you know, being with the crown. And then the other one was like, okay, fine, but then we're going to do like a mosaic of the crown at, on the ground in the entryway so that every time you walk in and you walk out, you step on the crown. (laughs) So that was like their compromise, I guess. So... That's funny. Yeah. But it's a really, really cool bar. And I I mean, you know, I don't drink or anything, but the building is still really cool. And then up above on the second floor, they have an actual restaurant. And we actually ate there when we were there. Oh, cool. And yeah, the food was decent. And it's the upstairs is not as fancy and amazing looking as the downstairs, but it's still fun and it has a fun vibe and it's definitely worth stopping by and checking out next time you're in Belfast. Next time you're in Belfast. Yeah. That That sounds fun. That is such a funny compromise. I was just watching, (laughs) I mean, we're just recently talking about the office and this also reminds me of the office where Michael Scott tries to come up with a win, win, win situation (laughs) with compromises. Mm -hmm. And his example is that Oscar should wear Mm -hmm. Angela's awful cat poster as a t-shirt. Oh yeah. So that Angela can see it. And Oscar never has to see it. And then Angela will be happy when she looks at Oscar. It sounds like that type of a compromise Mm. to have a crown on the ground that everybody steps on. And I love it. That's very funny. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Cheryl. I think that's uh, I think that's all we got for this week. Yes, it is. So, listeners, we would love it if you would follow us on social media. We are at Tim Wee podcast, T.M.W.Y. podcast for Take Me With You. Uh, we are on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, and I will put up a few pictures. Apparently, we need to put up the picture of my little gift card, and yes. then probably a picture of me probably in front of the Millennium Falcon, because, you know, why not? And maybe a few other cool pictures. I don't know. Maybe you can help pick which ones you think would be maybe appropriate. Maybe if you so. ever find that Dole Whip, yeah, then I... our listeners will <laughs> I don't know that they care. The it's probably not that 
fancy. It's not like if there, that picture is there, it's going to look all that amazing. <laughs> You can also email us at timweepodcast at gmail.com. Um, send us your travel questions, your travel stories. Um, maybe tell us about a well-loved experience that did not live up to the hype for you. <laughs> I would be interested to hear what that would be. Maybe a bit of a Mona Lisa situation. So, Oh, yeah, this Disneyland was not was as not... bad as Mona Lisa, by okay, the way. Not as bad as Lo- no. Mona Lisa. But not as good as the Redwoods. Not as good as from, the Redwoods. From Mona Lisa to the Redwoods. It was somewhere <laughs> in between the two of them. <laughs> there you go. That works. Um, <laughs> now I want to come up with examples for every level on that rating scale. You probably should. You probably should. <laughs> we'll wait for it next week. Um, you can good. also call us and leave us a voicemail at 406-763-8699. Or a different way to remember would be 406 406- pod timwe we would love it if you would rate and review us subscribe to the podcast to make sure you don't miss any episodes and share about the our podcast episodes on social media so other people can be exposed to it as well as always thank you to beth reed miller for the use of her awesome artwork you can check out more of beth's artwork at beth is something and thank you to erica corbin for the use of her song round the globe you can listen to erica's music wherever music is sold or streamed and i just saw erica perform last week yes you did Mm -hmm. super fun yeah that's all we got this week thank you for listening until next time please remember to take me with you Take me with you. Can we get a sailboat chasing down the sunset as we float round and round the globe? Salty air and balmy nights, guided only by the lights above. And la la la. All the world is out there waiting to explore. And all our troubles here want them to be 